Welcome to another episode of Married with Video Games. I'm your host, Matthew. I'm your host, Christina. And this week, we are talking about a ridiculous game. We're talking about bug snacks. We're talking about bug snacks. Whoa, whoa. Bug snacks. All right. <laughs> That's going to happen several times on this podcast. Uh, uh, literally put in the notes, we're going to talk the good, the bad, and the ugly mm-hmm. of this game. What a shocker. Yes. It was pretty good. Yes. Overall, it was pretty good. Yes. For a free game, if it's free right now through, I think, the end of January if you have a PlayStation Plus membership. And you own a PS5. And you own a PS5. So, good luck if anyone doesn't have a PS5. If you get one, it is worth the free download and play. Yes, Definitely. So, yeah, when we initially did our PlayStation 5, uh, when they did the reveal trailer of the system and all the games, we ragged on this game. We just talked about the theme song. Everybody did. (laughs) And we said, there's no way we're playing this. And then a couple reviews came out for it. And they're like, this game is really good, guys. And we said, well, okay. And then we heard it was like Pokemon Snap. Yes. And we said, well, we have to play it now. I've been telling you for the last couple Christmases, you should find an N64 cartridge of Pokemon Snap, and I will replay that. Yes. So rather than being on rails, (laughs) it is like regular Pokemon where you have to capture the bug snacks. Yes. But you also take pictures to learn their patterns of movement so you can help catch them easier and learn about them. Yeah, what they like, uh, what they dislike. And different ways. It's very much a puzzle game. Yeah, very much so. I'd say a little bit of an adventure. There's no leveling or anything like that, but you do get new items as you play. Mm -hmm. And overall, it was fun to watch. I only played a little bit, and you mostly uh, took the helm on this one. Yes, you made your wife play Bug Snacks. I did, yeah. You know what? I didn't even open this correctly. (laughs) This week I'm married with video games. I make my wife play Bug Snacks. Wow. So I took a thing right from the beginning of, uh, right from Bugsnacks.com, and it says, Bugsnacks takes you on a whimsical adventure to Snacktooth Island, home of the legendary half-bug, half-snack creatures, Bugsnacks, invited by the intrepid explorer, Elizabeth Megafit. Elizabeth. Elizabeth (laughs) Megafig. You arrive to discover your host nowhere to be found, her camp in shambles. And her followers scattered across the island alone and hungry. It's up to you to solve the mysteries of Snack Tooth Island. What happened to Lizbert? What are bug snacks and where do they come from? But most of all, why do they taste so good? Well, and the funny thing is, and you find out within like the first half an hour of play that your character is allergic to bug snacks. Yeah, so you can't eat them. So you can't eat them yourself. Which I guess makes sense. but. But I guess main loop is you... Get bug snacks and feed them to people. Yeah, I guess the big storyline, quote unquote, is that you have to bring all of the 11 other people on this island back to Snacksburg. Snackburg. Yeah, is it Snack- Snacksburg? Snackburg. Snackburg? Yeah, something along those lines. Let me, let me look my notes. <laughs> Snacksburg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and then that the goal is to figure out their backstory, why they left Snacksburg in the first place, and figure out the mystery of the island in general. Yes. Like, what the hell are bug snacks? Yes. Why do their limbs turn into bug snacks when they eat them? 
Yes. One of them uh, refuses to eat bug snacks. He wants them all as his friends slash pets. So he will not eat them. You can only feed him bug snacks when he's sleepwalking, which we had to Google like in the last 40 minutes of play because uh, we were trying to get all of the trophies. So we cheated and Googled things. Yeah, it's not cheating. You're just trying to get through the game at that point. Overall, though, <clears throat> the loop of gameplay is catch bug snacks, and it gets increasingly more difficult to catch them along the way. Mm-hmm. That would be it, uh, as far as I know. It, it yes. was a relatively a simple game, but it was very complex at the same time. Yeah, it's like seven hours to get through like the main story. Yeah, and you went. I think we played about fifteen total because you did everything. Yeah, I caught all of the hundred bug snacks. I did all of the side quests. I interviewed all of the members of Snacksburg. And then I got all the trophies. Yeah, first platinum. Yes. So our platinums on the PlayStation are Final Fantasy VII Remake, Astro's Playroom, and Bug Snacks. Uh-huh. The hardest one was Final Fantasy VII. That took the longest. Yes, that was at the start of quarantine. So you just sat downstairs uh, while I worked. That was like 100 just, hours of worth of time to get that. Anyway, let's yes. do a quick review, and then we can kind of go into actually what you do Ta- to talking kind of, about it. Yes. Talking about bug snacks. So we are talking about bug snacks. <laughs> <laughs> I am highly amused by this entire <laughs> podcast. Um, so on Metacritic, there's a 74 from critics, 8.4 from users. So people actually like this a little more than critics. IGN review. It's a very long thing. Um, a large amount of this has to be credited to the writers and the realistic conversations created in the tons- context of a wholly unrealistic environment. It would be very easy at first glance to dismiss Bug Snacks as a gimmick-filled children's game with nothing to say, but that couldn't be further from the truth. Much like the Pixar movies have mastered, there's moments for all ages alike here. There are melancholic moments and serious subjects such as relationships, mental health, and loss broached in a delicate manner, as well as more overarching issues like climate change that are raised. These never feel forced or heavy-handed, however, and all serve the story and its characters in overwhelmingly positive ways. I'd agree with that. Yeah. Um, the only negative ones I could find, everything through Metacritic was positive or mixed so games radar i just took like their top two things and their negative points were uh the repetitive nature of the game yeah which i could see and then the load times on the ps5 which it was about three to five seconds between the different areas of snack tooth island i feels like that's nitpicking to me a little at bit. this point because if it was any other game before I, I feel like, like those load times would have been like... 15 to 20 seconds. 15 to 20 seconds minimum. They surprised me at first, just given, um, you know, the PlayStation 5 and how they talked about load times. I kind of thought that Bug Snacks would be a little more like Breath of the Wild, where there are... Like, when you enter a shop, there's no load times. It just goes straight so in, which is So the whole world is Zelda. loaded, yeah, basically, other than the I, shrines, right. is what you're saying. But... I guess it makes sense the more you play Bug Snacks that like there's different areas that need to be loaded. So I guess it makes sense. And again, like you said, it would only 
It, it was like five seconds. It wasn't yeah, that, that big was of a deal. Yeah, that was the most. So uh, we're playing Spider-Man. We're not going to talk about much of that, but it's three second load times if you fast it travel. It is. I timed it. <laughs> and it's three seconds to load the game. Yes. The game loads. So in six seconds, you are playing Spider-Man without you know having to load the menus and everything else. Yeah. During load times, I used to have time to pull out my phone and like load Twitter and scroll through like a little bit. And now I like pick up my phone. I'm like, oh, the game's back. Okay. Yeah. So... It's a little bit nitpicking in that regard. Uh, the game wasn't built as an open world game, so you no. have to expect a little load time between the areas, but three seconds is insanely fast. <laughs> it's insanely fast. So the future is getting closer and closer where load times will become irrelevant. We're not quite there yet, everybody. No. But they have made such a huge leap that it seems to be nitpicking. Now, the game is repetitive, yeah. but it was a free game if you're a PS Plus subscriber, and I think it's like 30 or $40 otherwise. Yeah, I don't think it's a full-cost game. It's worth it. <laughs> yes. I, I, I hate to jump on their nitpicking, but I really feel like that's super nitpicky. It was. I really couldn't find very many negative things. Like, even IGN's review of, like, yeah, it could it could get repetitive just because you're kind of doing the same thing in different variations. But there's enough in those variations that it doesn't necessarily feel repetitive. Yeah, because the different bug snacks have to be caught in different ways. And some of the ways you catch them are similar but a lot of them require some real weird thinking that you and I had to look up strategies oh to my catch. Gosh, I know. So, uh, real quick, the actual gameplay Just overall goal is to catch every bug snack, and then you want to feed them to the grumpuses. Yeah, at the beginning, because you can customize the grumpuses. That's what the people the, are. If called. If you look at the picture, they look like little fuzzy monsters. Yeah. 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 They're very cute, mm -hmm. um, but you can customize them. You feed them different bug snacks, and you can pick which limbs or their nose or their head or whatever. And I didn't care about that at the beginning. And then one of the trophies is that you have to fully transform every single Grumpus. So then we went on a catching spree of bug snacks. Well, we just found the easiest and quickest ones to catch to feed them and transform them. Yeah, the sandopede, because it's four bug snacks in one. And it's just, a giant sub sandwich. Yeah, that runs around. Uh -huh. Every one of these monsters basically says their name like a Pokemon does. Yes. They're very cute. They're very cute. And they're very ridiculous. But you get various tools to catch them with. So as you mentioned the sandopede, there's actually a thing called a trip shot, which makes a suction cup trip, trip wire, wire between two areas, and it literally does what it says. It trips them up. In the case of this four foot, the four four foot long sub sandwich, it explodes into four separate pieces, like you're like letting you catch them. Ten seconds to catch each piece. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, other ones you have to use these sauces. There's a slingshot that you fire different sauces that the bug snacks are attracted to, like ketchup or mayonnaise, hot it's, sauce, it's ketchup, chocolate, hot sauce, cheese, and ranch dressing, peanut butter, and peanut butter. Yes. yes. So there's six. Yeah, and you use those. Uh, you get, basically have an unlimited supply at back at your hometown. Yeah. Once you find them in the world, the Wambus, the farmer plants one plant of that, mm -hmm. and it auto regenerates. It takes like 10 so seconds. you can refill. There's no actual death in this game. No. You can fail, and you'll have to leave the area and reset to get them to respawn. Yeah, but towards the end, I was just jumping off the edge of mountains to get down faster rather than yeah, following there's the no fall damage there's nope. no health meter there's nothing like that so you don't have to worry about dying but you can mess up puzzles and you'll have to reset to 
do the puzzle correctly. Yeah. Like some of the bug snacks are multiple bug snacks put into one and they'll explode out. But you also have to catch them all in one. So you have to figure out creative ways of catching them before they explode. It can get very complicated and stuff. So uh, like we said, it's puzzle solving. Yeah. There's a couple actual puzzles. There's one where you have to uh, look at the number of uh, noses on the statues and destroy them in the correct order. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's like a regular puzzle in the world to open up a secret area to explore. Mm Mm-hmm. But the real puzzles are how to catch the bug snacks. And I put an example, and I had to kind of type this out, so forgive me if I feel like I'm just reading here, but this is very... (laughs) So there's an area called Boiling Bay. Yep. And there are lava and cold things, and then there's a beach on the side. So it's basically on the edge of a volcano. Correct. You have to lure a bug snack, call a sodi, which swims in the water. It's a can of pop or soda. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I'm have... a Michigander. I don't care. Yeah. And... <laughs> it's a Midwest thing to call pop or soda pop. If you you're didn't know that. You're a Midwesterner. I call it soda. I know. You're uh, weird. <laughs> yeah. Family from the East Coast. Forget about it. Anyway. Continue. So you have to lure it using one of your things covered in a special sauce it will chase it you have to lure it into a cave of lava with lava things and it'll put them out and that's how you catch them mm-hmm. i would have never thought of that we had to look that one up because we were like i do not know how to that's do no, this that's not where we did it we did it up on the mountain it was the uh it wasn't the studler it was the other one no that well that's a different one that's a different one okay but there's different puzzles where you have to figure <laughs> Think in a way uh, really outside of the box You're, because you know how to put out fire with water or ice. Yes. But how do you get where it's only fire and there's no ice? How do you get them to interact with each other? Mm-hmm. And so you have to think of creative ways of getting them to do so. And it's not easy. No. Some of them take a lot of trial and error. There's a couple I had to do because it was much more precision based. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, you caught 98 of the 100. Yes. I caught two. And so you caught most of them. I only had to catch a couple of them, and you did the rest of it. You you got most of them without looking up. I'd say you got about 85 without having to look up. Yeah, the ones in the desert and Scorched Gorge, a lot of the ones that are on fire, and I wasn't sure how to put them out or get them out of the air, I started to look those up just because... I don't know. My brain shut off after we, a while. We don't feel shame if we can't figure it out. Yeah. We're just we're simpleton <laughs> enough that we go, we're just going to look this up. Somebody's yeah. already figured it out, and we just want to get through and get our platinum trophy. Yes, which we had to do twice. So I'm not going to, we're not going to do any spoilers because the ending is interesting. Um, but ours did glitch to get one of the last trophies, and the only solution I could find on the internet was to go through all of it again, and it doesn't glitch the second time. So if it happens to you, just do it again, hey, and skip all the sk- all the cutscenes that you can, and it takes, like, half the time. Yeah, and you'll get the trophy the second time. Yes. I did that just to make it go by faster at that point. Yes, I sorted magic cards. Yeah, we were... <laughs> I had been sorting magic cards the entire time last we, we night. We swapped. <laughs> so, uh, main story, like we were saying earlier, is you get called to this island, you're an investigative journalist. Yes. And you are investigating the Island of Bugsnacks by... Uh, Elizabeth or Lizbert? Elizabeth Megafig. 
All the names are ridiculous yeah. of all these people. Well, yeah, one of them's name is Wiggle Wigglebottom. Wiggle Wigglebottom. Yes. That's one of my favorite names. <laughs> so anyway, you get there and you find out that she's not there. And so you begin slowly putting the village back together by helping the mayor first. Mm-hmm. And then doing quests for everyone to get them to come back to the village. Yep. And mainly the quests are... 99% of them are robbed around bug snacks. Mm-hmm. Catching them, feeding them to them, and changing their limbs in various ways. You have a couple mad scientists in the village. You have the jock type. You have the socialite and the... Uh, the mean girl. The mean girl. Um, they you've got do, the farmer. You've got the explorer. Uh, as we're reading the reviews, they actually tackle a lot of stuff very well in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, they tackle the relationships really well. I was saying to my wife, I don't care if it's straight, gay, whatever kind of relationship you put in the game... If it's there as a token stance and not actually meaningful, gamers don't really care about it that much. But it felt like it was part of the world rather than forced into the world. Yeah, you didn't think twice about it. So it's uh, Lizbert and Egabel. Are dating each other. Yep. And then... uh, It's not Cromdell. It's um, Snorpy. Snorpy and the jock dude. Are dating each other. Yes. And they do a really good job of their relationship. And they make it part of their story. And they do it very well. Uh, And again, I don't like any relationship in games that just don't uh, fit. For the best one is uh, that awful sex scene with Abby in The Last of Us 2. I reminded you about that when we... It kills my brain just thinking about it. It was the most unnecessary and foul thing to put in the game. And yet they, this company took the relationships of couples and made it actually meaningful and part of the game, which is, was a breath of fresh air. And again, gamers don't care. We don't care what your sexuality is. We don't care about any of this stuff. Just do it well. Chandlo. Chandlo and Snorpy. Chandlo and Snorpy. Chandlo is like the jock dude that's just trying to get as many gains. He's the he is the hockey players from Letterkenny that just are like, Berta. Uh, <laughs> Chandlo and Snorpy, who is the... Uh, nerdy scientist. He believes scientist, in the Grumpinati. The Grumpinati. So he is, he is the uh, conspiracy theorist yes. of the group. Yep. Uh, and they have a really cute scene at the end uh, of their, their story arc. <laughs> Snorby's like, will you be my boyfriend? And Chandler's like, no, because we've been dating? for over, We've been dating for over a year now. <laughs> it's just really funny. It was really cute. It was really funny. The story actually, believe it or not, was very dark. Yes, it definitely got very dark. So the game itself takes a lot of lighthearted mechanics, but there's a lot of serious themes some of them are very dark. Mm-hmm. It's not a, I really, it's not a children-friendly game in a lot of ways. Not for the um, material, but the way it's brought about. There's a lot of people with suffering from depression, mm-hmm. suffering from anxiety, suffering from different loss. One guy, his wife left him, mm-hmm. and you're trying to get them to even talk to each other again. Mm-hmm. There's some serious themes in this game. I mean, they do it with, you know, the kid-like twist, but since we're adults, it's very much like Pixar. There's the two different levels. So, like, a kid could play this, and all that just goes over their head. They're like, okay, I gotta fix the relationship, whatever. Yeah, and I gotta get some bug snacks along the way. But when you're an adult and you're looking at it from that perspective, you go, this is really deep. Oh, damn. (laughs) Yeah. There's a lot of serious discussion to be had in this game, and so I was very impressed that they were able to take something as light as these little cute bug snacks to make you wander through this world in a story to learn stuff like this. Um, I was captivated a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. 
I was shocked that they were able to pull something off like this. And uh, kudos to the development team for putting something like this together. Yeah. I was very impressed. Yeah. Uh, I was very shocked by what they were doing there. So what are bug snacks? We're, without going into spoilers of bug snacks, because they do tell you what bug snacks actually are. Correct. That's in the end. We will not spoil that. But they're adorable little creatures that are like Pokemon. They're half bug and half snack. And they're and delicious. There are legendary ones, there just like in Pokemon. There is Matza, the giant... The flo- Matza, Matza Supreme. Which is a giant floating pizza. There's a giant watermelon. There's a giant watermelon. There's the giant... Uh, Cake. Chain of sushi. There's a sushi. The Mackey Rolls. Yeah, so there's different ones. <laughs> Again, you don't die in these boss fights, but you have to use some super creative means of catching them with your traps and different methods of breaking them apart to catch them. The cake one, you have to light the candles on it, and mm-hmm. then you follow it around the mountain until it gets small enough that you can capture it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so dumb. There's an achievement to catch more than one bug snack at once. In, I would recommend the cake battle because you got four of them at the same time. I did. So it's worth the... Uh, if you're going for the achievements... Uh, the cake battle is a good one to do it on. You'll see what I mean. Yep. Uh, what's your favorite bug snack? Over Just overall first, but then we'll go into some other details about them. <laughs> Scooby Banooby. Yeah, there is a giant walking banana ba- Banana split. split. Called Scooby, Scooby Banoopy, and he just walks around and he's like, Scooby Banoopy. Scooby Banoopy. <laughs> it's so dumb, but I love him. And then he charges you because he's a mean bug snack. Mm-hmm. Mine was, uh, by the name, it was Scorpeño. And there's two different peppers. Uh, there's Scorpepper and Scorpeño, and they're scorpions that are on fire. And they shoot fire at you. But they're little hot little scorpions. Yes. And they ruin your traps, and they're a pain in the butt, but they're the way they just go, Scorpeño. Mm-hmm. And then there's one called Snackery, which is a floating strawberry daiquiri. Yes. And it sounds like it's saying Togepi. Yes. So it sounds like Togepi from Pokemon. It literally does the, like, yeah, as it goes Stop up in the air, it, it, goes, the it, it goes, Does it go snackery? I can't even like do that. that. <laughs> it is adorable. What was the hardest to catch, or what was your most annoying one for you? Because you did most of the catching, so I don't really. I can tell you which one annoyed me. Which one annoyed you? So watching you uh, without before looking up, watching you try to catch Scoopy Banoopy drove yes. me nuts. Yes. Trying to get him was very difficult initially. And then I looked it up and they're like, just set yourself on fire and run at him. That's the easy method to blow him apart. Yes. To actually catch Scoopy Banoopy, let me walk you through this so you guys understand. It revolves around two different traps and a fire pit. So you have to set up a tripwire trap and the launch pad trap in the same spot. Mm-hmm. When he steps and trips onto your launch pad, you have to launch him into, into a fire, fire to incapacitate him and then you can catch him yeah because you can the tripwire knocks him out but he's still frozen so when you go to try to catch him you freeze yourself so you have to melt him so you launch him into the fire and then you have five or ten seconds to catch him before he explodes into the multiple parts so you have to do this all all in one almost one fluid motion it's a pain in the neck it is what was the the other one you're referencing is the Studler in the same area because you had to use a little bug snack in a ball. Oh, yeah. Put sauce on him and lure this 
stew pot that walks around out of the cave. Down to the frozen lake area where there was a sodi swimming around. And when this you would get close enough to the sodi, the sodi would shoot water at the studler so that you could then catch the studler. And it was just such an issue because the first time we were trying to do it, we had exploded the Scoopy Banoopy. So the uh, ice cream cone portion of him was like at the start of the cave. And, and if you got too close, you. it kept attacking me and the raspy or whatever it was in the ball. And it was just like 20 minutes of us both getting very angry at <laughs> bug snacks. Because it, 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 it puzzles, just... you have to do them very precisely and quickly. And a lot of precision is raw. Involved in this game. He really is. So some of the more advanced ones to catch are really hard. Or some of them are super easy, like a raspberry. You just set a trap. Hide for a second. When it comes out, you catch it. Yes. It takes seconds. There's one called Flutter Jam. Just shoot some peanut butter at it. I It'll know, fall from the sky. So easy. And then you grab it, and then it's yours. Uh-huh. There's some really simple ones, but there's some more complicated ones. So when you take the picture, if you really don't want to be spoiled on how to catch any of them, read the descriptions and think very hard that you can use the whole environment, not just what's in your immediate area, to catch these things. I would say my other favorite uh, was also the flapjackarack. Oh, yeah, there's a... There is a bacon-walking pancake thing that would spin up tornadoes and launch you into uh-huh. the air. And then my favorite one... Flapjackarack! Flapjackarack! It sounded like Strong Bad from the Strong Bad emails. Yes. There was another one that sounded like him, too. Um, I don't remember You like the was. burgers a lot. Yes, that's what I was going to say for the... Bungle. Bungler? Bung- bungers. The yeah. bungers. So there's a couple in the opening area, and then there's barbecue bungers in, I think it's Scorch Gorge, and those... Um, charge you and they'll launch you up in the air so you know they're walking around and then they see you and they're like bunger 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 <laughs> they get super excited <laughs> about you they're not mad they're just super happy to see you and then they launch you up in the air that those are my favorite <laughs> so as we said before everyone congratulate my wife on her first platinum trophy she did it sticks. She got her first platinum, uh, which is not shortly after my second one. So we are pretty pretty close on platinum trophies. We're really good in 2020 for platinum in games. We're, we're at three. We're at three, <laughs> whereas I have not platinum a single game up to this point. No. And I normally don't care to, but this one seemed... Astro's Playroom was easy. Yeah. Uh, this one wasn't too bad. There was a couple challenging ones, but for the most part, it was easy. Yeah. It was fun. It was, it was very fun. So... All right, verdict, one out of ten. What do you think? I would give it an eight and a half. Okay. I'd give it the seven, five. Okay. Um, Watching it was fine. It's more fun to play it, I think. It was fun. When I was playing it, I said this is more enjoyable while I'm playing it. The story's very deep, and if you're not paying enough attention, you you really got to pay attention to the story. Mm-hmm. So while I was sorting magic cards, I wasn't fully enveloped in it. So, But when I was paying attention, I'm like, oh, this is really deep. Mm-hmm. All Row is good. If there's a sequel, will you play it? I would play it, yes. Okay. I, I would be up for more bug snacks. The ending made it seem like they're going to do a sequel of some sort. Yeah, they kind of left it... Uh, Open-ended. A little bit. They didn't until after the credits were done rolling, and then there's... Uh, a little mini cutscene. There's a, like a end Marvel-esque after the yeah, credits post-credit roll. post-credit scene. Post-credit scene. Sit around and watch it. It's pretty... It's, it's cute. It's, it's cute. Yeah. It was a good game, guys. Uh, we trashed it a lot beforehand. We, <laughs> we are... didn't trash it. We were just like, you know, as I was explaining to my mom today, because I helped her set up her Christmas tree, and um, 
I was like, you know, PlayStation did this whole big uh, spectacular in the summertime, and they're like, here's everything that the thing can do. Here's a new look at Cyberpunk. Here's all the great graphics. And here is Bug Snacks. <laughs> just plopped in the middle of everything. And it just felt really out of place. Yes. But it is a good game in its own right. It is. They did a good job to the developers. Kudos. They did do a little bit of the adaptive triggers, too. Yeah, they did. Yeah, and the um, haptic feedback was pretty yes. nice. When you felt it rain, you could feel the rain in the controller, the different environments, you could feel the walking and everything. Yep. They they did a good job. Yeah. It's worth playing. If Even if you guys miss the window, if you get your PlayStation 5, give Bug Snacks a try. It's yeah. worth your time. For sure. Uh, so if you want to get a hold of us, give us any feedback on Twitter at Gaming Marriage on, twi- on Twitter. Or our Gmail is gamingmarriage at gmail.com. We do have a couple other things in the docket right now, but we would like, if you guys want us to play anything, whether it's PlayStation 4, Nintendo, our main two things that we really do. (laughs) Yes, we don't have anything else. (laughs) Right now, but if you guys want to uh, give us anything you'd like us to play next on either of those systems, let us know. We'd like to... uh, We're up for it. We're up for it. We're looking for ideas. Uh, I... Once Cyberpunk hits, uh, you guys are going to be waiting a little bit because we'll be playing that. That one's going to take a very long time. So. Yes, we're, we're looking into some... Uh, we're not going to spoil anything, but we have some ideas for some filler content when we're playing a real long game. Yes. So we have some ideas in the works so we can do some middle mini episodes and some filler stuff while we're uh, playing a long game like Cyberpunk because that one's going to take... Probably like 80 hours, I'm guessing, to get a good review out of us. So yeah, I was I, thinking 100. Maybe. But. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Because there's, there's a lot to unpack with that one. We might even give a first impressions of Cyberpunk. Like once we get through like the main or the uh, opening area. Opening area. And that's coming out on the 10th. So we Fingers have, crossed. Fingers crossed. We have... Uh, I did remake your birthday sign from last year that said 188 days. Or 19. whatever. Now it's to 19. 18 coming yeah. up. Yeah. So we uh, that's coming up. Uh, we are playing Spider-Man and I am playing Demon Souls right now. So we will have some reviews and talk about those coming up. Yes. All right, everybody. Have a good one. Bye.